This week's episode is brought to you by Stealth Beast Koku Shidorasu. Why is it brought to you by that? Because James forgot to mention that this thing is kind of broken. Uh, on Vanner Rear, Soul Blaster Grade 3 and Discard 2 Sentinels. It gets plus 15k. Return uh, all of your opponent's rear guards to their hand. And if they you returned one or more, they discard five cards from their hand. That's kind of bonkers. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus at Night. I wish I was playing Smash Bros. right now. I'm Atlas. I am Brute Beer. Matt is busy getting smashed. So I'm here, I'm James. Welcome back to James, who is a friend of the pod and has been in exactly one other episode. So... Like we said, Matt is having. Is he like doing an actual party for Smash, or is he like? We I'm don't know, sure. but he's just at a party. He, he's setting yeah. up for a party. He's busy. Life gets in the way, and all that good stuff. Anyway, welcome to uh, the set review for V Booster Set Three Miyagi Academy Kart Fight Club, which uh, contains the clans of Royal Paladin, Oracle Think Tank, Gold Paladin, Nubatama, and Narukami. Uh, to anybody who might be new to this podcast, how we do this is we go through the set card by card from the VRs all the way down to the double R's, and then at the end we bring up any rares or commons that interest us. I have to say that every set review, and eventually I'm going to snap and kill everyone, but, you know, that's how it is. So, uh, why don't we get it started with you, Mr. Ruby? All right. Monarch Sanctuary Alfred. So... 13k, Force Gift, Grade 3, and his skills are Continuous, Vanguard, all of your Blaster Blades on Rear Guard or Guard Circle get Power plus 10,000 and Shield plus 5,000. This works on your opponent's turn because it has to for the Guard. Cool. <laughs> and then Auto, Vanguard, one place, Counter Blast 1, Soul Blast 1, return a Blaster Blade from Drop Zone to Hand, and then this unit gains 15,000, and if you have a card with Alfred in your soul, it gains a crit. Cool. <laughs> What's, uh, what do you think? I think this is fine. I think it encourages being more aggressive with Blaster Blade. Uh, it works well with King of Knights because, you know, Finally. with King of Knights you're going to cycle through your Blaster Blades faster, pulling them out of your deck, and then if they get blown up or you rode your Blaster Blade, hey, then you can always Soul Blast it out, get it back into your hand, get power all the time your blaster blade becomes a consistent beater you can sacrifice it for the extra shield if you need the 10k shield and you have a crit i feel like that matters the least out of all of its abilities but you have it honestly that's what the, that was the first thing my eye was drawn to because one of the biggest criticisms of uh the original kingdom knights alfred was that it wasn't really a finisher it mm -hmm. was just kind of there and now this is something that is meant to be used with the OG Alfred, or Alfred early, by the way. You can do it both yeah. ways. Um, and, you know, it, it gets the Force Gift, and then it basically gives your Blaster Blade its own Force Gift just by existing. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I it does mean that you have to continually rewrite to do the the pressure to get yes, it does. the crit. Uh, granted, that's what you want to be doing anyway, but... Uh, when things like Murakumo are running around, this can be a problem. I do appreciate that it always gets the 15k regardless, because it means it isn't dead when you first ride it. 
Uh, could I add something to this? Sure. Specifically You're supposed the first... to. That's your job. Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I didn't know when was like a good time to like interject. But the first skill, uh, all your blaster blade on rear guard circle or guard circle get plus 10k plus 5k shield. Mm-hmm. There's actually a card that exists that is almost identical to this. And that would be the Artemis things in Genesis, which their power boosts extend to the opponent's turn two. And they're also resistant to retires. Or was it? Re- I, I forgot if it was retires or could not be targeted straight up by your opponent's card effects. I think it just couldn't be targeted by your card effects. Yeah. So, like, I think this is kind of a weaker version of that for sure. And, like, when playing against an Artemis deck, you just kind of ignore their rear guards for the most part and just hit, hit face. And. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm like, I am kind of skeptical of how good this this skill is going to be, especially since like the Artemis rear guards can easily get plus 15k during your opponent's turn. I think the more important thing is the 5k shield because it means you have an extra 10k shield on demand if you need it. Possibly. Yeah, Possibly. and because it can fish Blaster Blade back out of the drop zone, like you assuming can be more you rewrite willing... it. Assuming yeah. you rewrite it. Assuming you can rewrite, then yeah. Like in that situation, you have a disposable 10k shield that you can get back. Yeah, it seems that you want to be getting the uh, or trying to go for the kill by that second grade three ride um, yeah. in Force Clan. So this, I guess, fits that. Um, does this push out uh, Soul Saver? Uh... Hmm. I feel like Soul Saver might just be a different deck at this point. I, yeah. I, I am inclined to agree, especially when we get to a certain uh, flaming person, <laughs> uh, which, which we will get to in a bit. But um, fairly solid, but it also means that you have to run two VRs for the deck to work. Okay, mm-hmm. I guess you could run Alfred Early still for a more budget version. But does this mean that uh, Boucherode is like like driving up the price of decks by making the VRs all but a certainty. I mean, they don't have to care about the secondary market. They're going to design cards how they design their cards. True that. I mean, it's going to this set is going to sell very well um mm-hmm. for a multitude of reasons. Cuz there's five clans in it. Well, not just that. You <laughs> you have two very popular clans uh second wave of or sorry, three very popular clans second wave of support. One of these is already top tier, and the other two want, like, people want these to be top tier. Mm. So this is probably going to get the, you know, Vanguard equivalent of butts and seats. What is it, like, boxes off shelves? Yeah. Um, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think driving up the price is that... Okay, I might get a lot of flack for this, but I don't think driving up the price is that bad at the moment. Since the decks are, like, relatively cheap compared to, like... Most card games ever. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I bought a Murakumo deck for $35. <laughs> for the most part, prices and standards also just haven't gotten to the insane levels they did in G. I am totally like, okay with this. <laughs> not even just saying G, but like just other card games in general. It's just, it's just cheap to get like a yeah. good deck. Yeah. You, uh, we can talk about like Ultra Rare, how Neo Nectar. To build Neo Nectar and Angel Feather, the tier one decks in Japan, at like the lowest rarities, only costs like a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's like nothing, even compared to G era, but especially compared to other card games. Yeah. As a former Yu-Gi-Oh player, I can just say, coming off of 
you know, like five hundred dollar decks in like back in Teledad era. Or, this is almost ten years ago at this point, but still, uh, I I think if you have a, a a game that people are people are still going to buy boxes of the set because their incentive is the higher rarity things of the same cards. So you have like you know SVRs and the ultra rare rares and these uh, gift markers that are you know hot stamped and stuff. That's people are gonna buy this for that reason. People are buying it for the numbered PBDs back in AL4, mm-hmm. and I don't. It made think, everything else super cheap, which again, yeah. completely fine. Like it's still selling cards. The mm-hmm. card your local card shop is going to be selling boxes. They're going to be getting off shelves. You can still get a deck for fairly cheap. So to the people who are like, I can't sell like secondary market stuff. Fucking suck it the hell up. All right. At least that's me. Um, yeah, modern century. Th- yeah, what's up? One more thing to add to this whole uh, price increase topic. Since the VRs are typically just going to be grade threes, there's only so many grade threes you're going to have. Yes. So, like once once your entire grade three lineup is VRs, the price isn't going to isn't going to increase that much. Yeah. To build the deck, like to upgrade it, you're going to still keep like spending the same amount of money every set. But like to actually just build the deck at the current time, it's gonna eventually like uh, plateau off. Makes sense. So onward. <laughs> Pentagonal Magus. We've talked about this before because <sighs> Atlas could not contain himself. Hey, you know what? So, Th- this was this was a major problem according to the internet. Or yes. Something. <laughs> if I was there, like I would also be like, let's talk about this. Well, yeah. we're here now, so... Okay. <laughs> so, grade 3, 12k, protect gift. Continuous Vanguard, increase the power of trigger effects by 5k. When it attacks, counter blast... Um, counter blast, soul blast one. In grade 3, discard 5 from your hand, gets drive plus 3 until end of battle. The discard cost is decreased for each Magus in the front row. For each rearguard Magus in the front row. I've already said my piece. Go, yeah. go watch the previous yeah. episode. James, what do you think? James, do you have anything to add in? Okay. We've already gone over this in great detail. Uh, like, people overestimate five dry checks. And I guess I, I kind of want to make comparison to other decks who have similar stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we have four similar amounts of setup. Uh, we get something like, uh, what was it? Dimension Police that can do the whole uh, Daiyusha and the Great Daiyusha rewrite, which on top of hitting for high power, you hit for two attacks and you get four drive checks that turn, as well as giving your entire front row crazy amounts of power. Uh, so I think it's comparable to that. And like Great Daiyusha turns were kind of like good if you had like the god hand otherwise protect decks just are just kind of like i'll protect gift this take your other hit not threatening whatever and then comparing it to back to like g era and i know this is g era so everything was kind of broken g era but if we're talking about like mid g era uh back then angel feather had the mechanic rescue that let them get uh essentially perform damage checks on themselves during their own turn. And I played Angel Feather, I played Rescue Build, and 
back then it wasn't uncommon to get like something like nine drive checks every turn or like between seven to nine uh, trigger checks every turn. And back then guarding was a lot harder than it is now. Uh, on top of that, how Angel Feather synergized with things like stand trigger and how they had like broken hearts and stuff like that made getting those triggers even better. But at the same time, they were like, if you just if you don't include no seal, they weren't exactly meta. They were maybe like tier two at best. So is, is this during or after the Refros loop? This is a uh, after Refros got nerfed. Gotcha. Okay. Even even before Refros got nerfed, Rescue Angel Feather without no seal wasn't like a top tier deck. It was like on the cusp of being one, but it wasn't tier one like, point with, five. Maybe like high tier two, whatever. Yeah, fine. we're not good. Not, Let's not, not get into decimals again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like... I think because of the nature of the game and how a lot of people win or lose the game because your opponent just got happened to get a lot of triggers, people like tend to overestimate trigger checks, especially when this one isn't really even plussing you more than you normally would. Versus, say, the... Uh, First to say, the Great Dayusha actually ends up plussing you one card overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this has to be run like specifically Magus, and you have to have those rear guards out, which Narukami is very much a thing now. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. also, this card is slow. Yes, yes. If you first ride this card, it feels really bad. Yeah, this card is awful first ride. Oh, this is uh, something I'm going to bring up also with the Nubatama uh, VR. But this card is like, you have to, this card, you want to ride it, and then keep rewriting this card. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. You don't really want to rewrite anything else. Well, I guess you can kind of Imperial Daughter, which is fine. But like for like a pure Magus build, you're going to have to just keep rewriting this card, and writing anything else for a turn feels really bad. Also, yeah. the, um, well, first off, you have, again, Murakuma, which kind of, it doesn't yeah. help your your weakness a b uh imperial daughter i think actively puts more pressure while plussing you while this is just kind of spinning the wheels a little bit yeah like it has the potential it's kind of like wave one excel where it has the potential to high roll you to death but like we've already gone over this with the support magus currently has you can only get like two maybe three stacks of critical triggers if you're lucky but like I feel like two even takes a little bit of luck. So this is really just like a slightly faster deer. And I still think yeah. deer, deer has a higher ceiling of uh, pressure. But, yeah, because you're actively increasing your board's power too. Yeah. yeah. Also like Nubatom's going to be a thing too. And Magatsu Storm kind of shuts this card down. We, oh yeah. We, we will hear about that in five minutes or so uh yeah <laughs> depending how uh how this goes bring it oh, on yeah pentagonal mag is really not that powerful it is very scary though yeah. i'll admit that it's but, scary like, sounding but yeah. honestly in execution it's really not all that much more threatening than deer kind of yeah like well statistically this thing is gonna like get some stupid wins out of nowhere yeah it is but statistically i don't think it's as good as people are making it out to be. People just have PTSD over 
OTT being tier one at the very beginning of the game, but yeah. now that the format is more fleshed out, they're not even that strong anymore. One thing I like to add about this set, it seems like they're just this tier one deck OTT. This this set is pretty much trying to push it in a bunch of different directions away from its current direction. I believe that's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do I think we made it two good boys. We gotta like do some other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Magus still has potential to possibly be Tier 2, maybe even Tier 1. But it's also going to be competing with the current OTT builds. Like with this next card? Sure. That's uh, your cue. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> we make terrible segues on this podcast. My bad. I wasn't sure what was next. Uh <laughs> Uh, so, next is Raven-Haired Azel. Grade 3, 12k, Excel Gift. And skills are Act, if it's in your hand. If your Vanguard is Incandescent Lion, Blonde Azel, cost Counterblast 1, and ride this card as stand. And then its auto is on Vanguard Circle when it attacks. If Incandescent Lion, Blonde Azel is in your soul, cost Counterblast 1 until end of that battle. This unit gets plus 15k, critical plus 1, and your opponent cannot call Sentinels from his or her hand. So, Ultra Rare, like, just released uh, a day ago in, when we are reporting this. In English, this. yeah. Yeah, in English. And um, New Nectar and Angel Feather pretty much confirmed the two best decks in Japan upon release. But Blonde Azel is currently the most expensive VR. And I'm it's because of this? Oh, yeah, from the Miyagi High set, specifically this card. So I like to talk about how Gold Paladin, from like from its transition from G-Era, became less of, like, kind of like a, uh, like, toolboxy kind of, I guess, kind of aggro grindy deck that just tries to outvalue your opponent and then just make a board for cheap and just attack and gain some power, to this new kind of, like, tempo deck, which... It's really interesting how they did this by making it so that you te- get some temporary advantage from riding before your opponent. And back in Ultra Rare, uh, you could do that with a- uh, Blonde Azel, just uh, riding Azel, being on Grade 3 for your opponent. But riding onto Grade 3 Azel early on has its strengths and weaknesses. Its strengths is you're at a 12k base Vanguard, you have an Excel Circle, and you can start calling Grade 3s if you so choose. And, and also you, it has like... And you have Twin yeah. Drive before the... Opponent does. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because oh, it gets right, minus right, one if your opponent's right, at grade two. Right. And Sorry. that was that was part of the weaknesses. Like you get the mi- you get the minus one twin drive, your opponent's at grade two, which removes part of the tempo advantage. And also to make use of that Excel circle, you have to have a good enough hand to be able to call stuff, which further weakens the tempo gain. And on top of that, if your opponent's already at grade two, the grade difference isn't that huge. But like if you're if they're at grade one, the grade difference is pretty huge though. But with this card, this card just creates this huge tempo gap. Because if you ride Blonde Azel, uh, if you cheat out Blonde Azel and ride it before you, you can normally ride it, and then you just ride this card on top of it, you have two Excel Circles, uh, and this card gets the Twin Drive, because it doesn't get the minus one drive, and you're no longer on Blonde Azel. On top of that, you can easily just use the counterblast one just to get the crit, even if like the sentinel thing doesn't really matter much. And this just like creates this huge 
gap in power at the time. And if your opponent's still at grade one, this could just seal the game. Attacking twice with plus 15k, critical plus one, uh, for the cost of a counterblast each turn, pretty amazing. And just, like, how kind of, like, a lot of protect decks, in particular, like, OTT, lose is by getting rushed down early and being unable to, un, unable to stabilize at grade three, which, like, this card pretty much does that. It goes in, it does a bunch of damage, and then when your OTT opponent is trying to ride a grade three, get that sentinel in their hand to try and stabilize, they can't use it, and they just kind of die. So, yeah. So... The one weakness I can see about this card is that if you write it first, oh yeah, it's a vanilla. Yeah, mm-hmm. this card, if you write it first, it completely turns the tempo game around. You just lost so much tempo by writing this first. It's like interrupting a delicate waltz with a sledgehammer to the knee. This is... It's more like a race. It's like the Taurus and the Hare. Where, like, your opponent's a tortoise and you're the hare. But, like, you fall asleep. But you're falling asleep on a hill. And then you roll down the hill. And then you just... You hit your head. And you just kind of die. But... This is a very the, high ceiling with a very low floor. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, uh, with this high ceiling, low floor, the cards in this set, combined with the cards in Ultra Rare, make it so that, like... It's very, very likely you're going to have Blonde Azel first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's also just very consistent with support. Uh, Gold Paladin's got, they have multiple ways to get Azel onto Vanguard Circle early. Or, like, if you... uh, Or, like, if you have... uh, If you have to ride this card first, you can also do things like during your next main phase, you can... uh, You can use one of the... Use one of Azel's skills to ride on top of him and stuff like that, and then use him in your hand to ride on top of Blonde Azel with Raven Haired Azel. So, there, even then, there are some ways to get around it. The worst situation is there's no way for you to superior ride in a turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess the only other thing is like you could try to ca- starve them of counter blasts, but I don't know how good that is actually going to be in standard. Depends. I'm not sure how many. Even now, I'm not sure how many actual pluses Gold Paladin gets. Um, a lot of it is like this sort of making up for your minuses, not outright plusing. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. All right. You call this, then you draw. So it's it, uh, you're not plusing to your hand a lot of the time. A lot of it is just like plusing your board, which. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Uh, XL is meant to do that. And, you know, with things like that. Just honestly, though, having some kind of, like, this makes the ride consistency very good. And it also means that you don't have to, the the superior ride from hand thing with Raven Hair means that it's, you don't have to wait two turns to, like, try and go for the win condition. You can just, let's go. Let's, uh, let's kick some teeth in. Um, yeah. as Excel is meant to do. Um, this, I don't know, is this being used in premium at all, or do they just kind of use the old Kriff with, or Kirf with uh, Bowmane and Gareth and just call it a day? If you're talking about me, I don't know. I don't pay attention to premium. <laughs> yeah. Vaguely asked about both of you. 
but I wouldn't know. Okay. I didn't. I haven't looked at premium profiles for golds. Uh, go, uh, listeners out there, tweeted us at Nexus at Night with answers because uh, I haven't really talked to Richard much about uh, his plans here. I just know that uh, Glorious Raining Dragon with uh, a lot of Excel circles is really really funny. Um, yeah. So what? Uh, moving on. What's uh, the real reason you wanted to come on for this week? Is Oh, Nubatama. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Have at it. Okay, next card is Covert Demonic Dragon, Magatsu Storm. It's grade 3 protect, 12k. And its skills are auto on the Vanguard Circle. When it is attacked by your opponent's Vanguard, cost, counterblast 1 and retire 2 rearguards. And this unit cannot be hit until the end of that battle. And then its second skills, auto, Vanguard Circle, once per turn. When your rearguard is returned to your hand during your turn, cost, soul blast one grade three, draw a card, call three cards from your hand to rearguard circle, and they get power plus 5,000 until end of turn. So, this card has a very interesting effect for its first skill. And in my opinion, it's actually like a pretty sweet effect. Suck uh, it, Waterfall? Well, Waterfall can retire shit. Yeah, but, like, retire shit. but like going from the full board to it means you can commit to the board without having to worry about uh guarding as much because then yeah. because your field becomes guarding. Yeah. Well, there's a little contradiction there with the rest of the cards, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> uh but like this card, like Atlas said it does help with things like Waterfall Dragon. It stops Angel Feather from riding onto Feather Palace and killing you that way. It pretty much <laughs> it's like a giant middle finger to Dimension Police. Um, <laughs> oh, that is funny. Because <laughs> uh, it's not once per turn. If you have the Rearguard Sword, you can block both Vanguard attacks. Um, yeah, it's also kind of like a middle finger to Imperial Daughter. Uh, because, like, Imperial Daughter doesn't matter if it's not going to hit. Uh, and then uh, Pentagonal Magus, uh, it's not as much of a middle finger to Pentagonal Magus, but it makes it so that uh, you have to distribute your triggers onto your rear guards. And then, as the Nubatama player, you'll know how you need to guard the rest of this turn. And then, just adding on, like, you can't bust one to get rid of two of your rear guards. So you sort of are minusing two yourself, uh, like you would for using a Sentinel. But like the advantage of this is that when you use a PG, you're going to get rid of two cards in your hand that pretty much did nothing the previous turn. With this card, you can like call a board, attack, get some value out of those cards, use their skills, and then get rid of them for a PG, uh, which is really good. Uh, pretty much getting value out of something you would normally get value out of. To add on to this, though, this card has kind of like a mixed bag, though, in my opinion. One thing it also does really well is that it just gives you like a really easy PG to use on demand whenever you ride to grade 3. So if Neonectar is rushing you down, you can like get on this card, stabilize, and against like Force Clans in general, this card just... Makes so that like you can really easily PG two attacks and not have to worry about it. But like the downside of this is that it's 
it's pretty bad offensively when going early. Well, you are really... a protect plan. Yeah, but it's it's like I feel like Nubatama suffers from a bit of like contradiction in this set. So it's a Starburst this... commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you you write this first, and then you always want to rewrite this card because if you rewrite anything else, it's bad. Yeah, well, because the the whole thing with the soul blasting the grade three for that offensive still, um, it it kind of, like, slows you down a lot. Yeah. Um, also, just a note, you, have, you must call three cards. Can't call... It's yeah. not up to three. Um, but you can choose Protect Gifts as the thing to... Like, be like, I want to call this Protect Gift. Oh, wait, I can't. Okay. And then that's it. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Which is a similar idea to uh, going against uh, Shirinui Rin, ironically. Um be like, call two things and then dominate them. I choose these two protect gifts. <laughs> Shit. <Yeah. laughs> it's just a, a little awkward sometimes, because this card is one of the few ways Nubatama pluses, and you might have to like, minus a card to go zero by calling over another card, which is awkward. I mean, if this is supposed to be your way to kill, then uh, yeah, makes sense. That being said, though, uh, at the very least, you won't be calling over one of your front rows because if you're smart, you'll return the thing in the front row. And yeah. Then, mm-hmm. um, but it also means that this is a protect deck that can attack more than three times in a turn. Oh yeah, easily are, five. We have finished. We have completed the trifecta of gifts that behave like other gifts. You have <laughs> Tachikaze is an Excel clan that plays like a Force clan. Nubatama is a protect clan that plays like an Excel clan. And uh, Deer Chronicle is a force clan that plays like a protect clan. We've 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 done it. <laughs> um, yeah. It seems the like finish you... on what? Yeah, go on. The finish say... on this is really good, but oh yeah, it, it's just you don't really want to ride any other grade three but this. Ooh, fighting or, words. It, it depends on the situation, but if you're running like on a. Like, if you first ride this, it's very difficult to switch oh, yeah. onto something else. Especially if you first if... ride the discard one, Congo, that's fine. But if you ride this first and have to switch on the Congo, it feels really bad. Especially yeah. since you want to get on this guy again. Yeah. And also, there's just the fact that both of their supports are name-locked. Yeah. <laughs> this seems to be a card that's greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. And less than at the same time. Um, I feel like this card definitely has a future, even if it's not, maybe not right now. You mean like Ezel? Yeah. Ezel has a fu- had a future, and we're we're living it right now. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like a card that will be fleshed out better with another wave of support. Yeah. Well, I think in the case of Blonazel, I don't think Blonazel was a very good card, but it had a card that was good because Blonazel existed. I think this card is just good. But it just needs more support to build it up. Well said. Um, all right. So next we have Detonic's Drill Dragon. So this is a Narukami Grade Three Cell Gift 12K. Once per turn on Vanguard, when it attacks a Vanguard, you counterblast one, choose a rearguard in your opponent's front row, and bind it. Then discard the same number of cards from your hand as the number of your opponent's rearguards, and at the end of the battle. Stand this unit, and it gets plus 5k and drive minus 1 until end of turn. 
So uh, this was a meme that came up on Proof's Discord, and I will say it until the end of time. This is Alolan Kagero, and this is the Alolan Ziegenberg. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, this is a pretty damn solid uh, grade three that, unfortunately, you will never not have to discard zero if the opponent is smart enough to put anything in the back row in standard format because... There is nothing that kills, like... Put a card behind your vanguard. You can't switch it to the front. It's unkillable. There you go. Yeah, Riki can't touch it. You're fine. So anybody who's afraid of Narukami, just put literally anything behind vanguard, and they will always have to discard at least one with the Tonic's Drill. So this is supposed to be, I think, your second ride in um, in Narukami, either with Composure being the first one or another card we'll get to in a bit here. But uh, this is this is pretty damn solid, and it's a very cheap uh, still. Just all right, counterblast on attack, and then the discard. Uh, it is kind of bad when you're behind, um, and or if you're against something like I don't know, Pale Moon, something that can spit out a board. Neo Nectar. Neo Nectar. Neo Nectar <laughs> is going to be a big problem for <laughs> Narukami. Um. That being said, I still find this to be a very solid card that will get better as you get more options for retire um, in the future. I don't know if you want to necessarily play this in premium, but uh, I think it's pretty neat. And uh, it's also something you can stay on, which is good. So against Murakuma, you can just continually harass the uh, the arresters and things like that with this. And then get restands and more pressure and things like that. So, Cool. I think this is a solid card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like, I really love this idea of Narukami that I kind of had for it, but I didn't know the reaction to do it, where it just like punishes you for not calling things, but it might be awkward to call things. Like, you call anything behind the Vanguard, uh, that card, like, van- behind a Vanguard circle is like the worst possible spot you want to call something. So you're forcing your opponent to maybe like call something they'd rather have somewhere else down there. Most or like the maybe time. even, yeah, or even like call down. Uh, what a crit trigger and you remove 15k shield from your opponent's hand hell even if that's they like call if they call good. a grade one that's removing 10k shield from their hand yeah. which is a lot so yeah. you don't really see I, a lot of people boosting their vanguard anymore unless it's important um or if you're like something trying to hit a force clan you'll put something to hit yeah. the number but this is uh mm-hmm. it, it it forces the opponent to play awkwardly which good by me yeah Mm-hmm. I've actually played against this deck already because uh, Chad at UCR was playing it, and it's like it's a pretty solid deck. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Um, I'm th- I'm looking to pick this up when we get it. So I think that this deck might not be like the meta tier one deck, but I think it will impact the meta because of its mechanic. Yeah, makes sense. Sounds about right. What's okay. next? Okay. The next two cards are a pair of cards that go together, so I'm going to just talk about both of them at once. Fair enough. So, we have two Royal Paladin double R's, a grade 2 10k, Knight of Loyalty, Bedivere, and then a grade 1 8k, Knight of Friendship, K. Dude, these are triple so, R. <laughs> uh, yeah, these are triple R's. For some whatever. reason, I'm not sure why, but... Yeah, so... Uh, Bedivere has a skill where when placed from hand, you can call K from your hand to rear guard. If you do, draw a card. And then K has his skill where when he's placed from hand, you can counterblast one, search Bedivere out of your deck, and call it to rear guard. 
And they both have a skill where if Bedivere is being boosted by K, they each gain 3K. That's good. It's, uh, it's 24. Yeah. Yeah. Hits force numbers. They search each other, kind of. Um, one searches, one only calls the other. Yeah, yeah. but it also means that or in, in Bedivere's case, it's a... Uh, it, well, both cases, it's a plus, because one is, you know, you don't use anything from hand, and the other one draws after you call it. Um, yeah, is good. Yeah. It is a plus. It is a beater column. K can consistently find Bedivere. Bedivere is slightly less consistent because you have to actually have K. So, yeah. I think we're in a situation where you would much rather draw K than Bedivere. Yeah, like at best, it's a, at its best, it's like a plus two, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. But doesn't find Blaster Blade. <laughs> it also uh, is yet another thing in Royals that costs a counter blast. Yeah. Do they have a counter charger yet? I can't remember. A, a moment of silence, because as far as I can tell. Unless I'm missing something. No. <laughs> Not have, that I remember. You have heal triggers. Yeah. That's your counter charge. <laughs> it's yeah. things like this that make me think Soul Saber is still going to be a thing. Yes. It probably will be. But... Oh, we'll see it. I I... Yeah, these cards exist. They're a thing. We really don't have a lot to say because none of us have any strong feelings about Royal Paladin. Another thing is that there is not much to it. One gets the other, yeah. and that's it. There's <laughs> this. Like one gets the other, they have they both gain three K. Cool. Yay! Let's move on. Yeah, let's go talk about an interesting card, Scarlet Witch Coco. So, she is a grade three. He protect gift twelve K. Uh, when you ride from a grade two, draw a card. And then act once per turn, Tower Blast 1, Soul Blast to Grade 3, draw two cards, discard any number of witches from your hand, and for each card you discard, you get a Protect Gift. Interesting. Looks fun. Um, yeah. So, this is yet another uh, Grade 3, or, you know, Protect Grade 3 that you need to have ridden from another Grade 3 to do. Stuff, no, it's from Grade 2. No, the for the for the skill you want to be doing, not just the... Oh. Yeah, the... draw two. Draw's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, how do you win with this card? That's a very good question <laughs> because uh, when they revealed this, uh, I, I someone on Vanguardian said, "I want to run this and the deer," and I'm like, "Okay, explain to me how you plan to get that many grade threes in soul." And he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Read Coco again." And he's like, "Ah, shit, really?" I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, buddy. Yeah, uh, so how does this? Like, this is an interesting card. Like, it can get you a bunch of protect gifts, it lets you plus two, and it pluses just riding on it, but, like, how do you win? Uh, There's uh, another card that makes use of those Sentinels, isn't there? Yeah, but... It's really weak win con, though. Yeah, it's not we'll really get to it a, later, but... It's just yeah. another, like, big beat stick thing. And also, like... You have to ride Coco on top of a grade 3 to get the thing, but then you also have to ride onto the other witch to get the beater effect. And then also, so, you're you're trading what... out cards that could make a board into Protect Gifts, which, like, at yeah. a certain point, Perfect Guards kind of become a burden. Um, mm-hmm. I have honestly, like, playing with Grand Blue, I have had games where I'm like, 
I have two protect gifts and three and two draw PGs, and I have eight cards in hand, which means I can block four attacks, and that's it. Or just start discarding your perfect guards to each other because what the hell else are you gonna do with them? So, so basically, <laughs> it just turns into like perfect guard incest. At it. <laughs> yeah, um, like, which is like, great. This card is really cool, and. Because everyone just has PTSD from OTT, like every there were people that got really irrationally upset with this card, even though it doesn't help you win in any way. It helps you not lose. That's cool. Um, Once you have enough, out. yeah, there's like that certain part, like you were talking about, where you reach critical mass of Sentinels, where you it actually helps you lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This card is interesting. I just I don't know how to win with this. I think and it I... would be cool if they start experimenting with like the, the, it, they were both failed experiments. This and the Hamstay Grade Three from the Answer of Truth, where it gets you additional gifts outside of just riding. Yeah, but you know, I, diminishing returns. Diminishing returns yeah. for sure, and like may, maybe there'll be more to this later. But for now, whatever. Yeah, which like. If they make more interesting witch support, that'll be cool to see. But right now, just drawing a bunch doesn't actually do anything. I think OTT proved that in most of G-Era. What else So, next card is Tetramagus. She is a grade 1-8k, triple R. Auto, when placed, if your Vanguard's grade 3 character, counterblast 1. Draw a card, reveal a crit from your hand, and put it on top of your deck. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> This card is good. It helps you advance your strategy with Magus. So Magus' whole thing now is just scrying the top of your deck and then putting them <laughs> back in whatever order. So if you have dead cards on top, you draw it, you put a crit on top. And then for Pentagonal Magus, where you're trying to stack as many crits as humanly possible, this just puts a crit up there. Yeah. Also works in the current OTT build. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and also... Because it just needs you to be on grade 3, this works generically, which is good. And it also means that, like, there have been some problems with, uh, like, a lot of OTT players where when they go into the deer, they'll whiff on the top 7. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at least in this case, you can be like, alright, I have the deer, so I'll call this, draw, put the crit on top, then call the deer and go for the so you at least get a guaranteed crit in that first set. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be, like, a staple, I think. Yeah, I think this is going to be a staple in both OTT builds. Especially because, like, yeah. a lot of your grade 1s were just kind of whatever. It's, like, Luckbird and the the uh, the one that just looks it, at the card. Yeah. Does anybody actually use Luckbird? Uh, you see it at like, as, like, a 2 of, just, like, because fuck it, you don't really have any other options. Yeah, I guess so. Now, but... like, there's really just nothing to put in there, yeah. Yeah. So this seems like a thing that's actually like helping you further your win condition, whatever that may be. Yep, this is a good card. Yep. Like it, goes in everything. All right. What else you got, James? All right. Now for Gold Paladin. Uh, Gold Paladin only one triple R because. Uh, they had a set already and a TD. And five clans. That's true. <laughs> and five That's clans. Yeah. And we needed to pimp our main characters. That's true. Um, <laughs> so this is a 
Great Silver Wolf Garmore, Grade 3 Excel Gift, uh, 12K. Uh, two skills. First one, Continuous on Vanguard Circle. If you have one or less cards in your hand, all of your rear guards cannot be attacked nor retired by your opponent's card abilities. And then the second effect, Auto on Vanguard Circle. When placed, cost Counterblast 1. Look at three cards from the top of your deck. Call a card from among them to Rearguard Circle. Put the rest on the bottom of your deck in any order, and six of your units get plus 3k until end of turn. Wait, so you're telling me that this is a card that, like, does what old Gold Paladin used to do? Yeah. I thought you were going to say this is a card that pluses in, bold ca- in Gold Paladin. Yes, that's it. But also, <laughs> uh, like, this this feels like Gold Paladin. Yeah. yeah. Um, that first skill's a little odd to me. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's like... It's like Gold Paladin combined with Brave or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be used very much. If it I mean, does, it requires it, a lot of... Yeah. I don't think it helps you not lose in that situation because you have one or less cards in your hand. Well, I think the idea behind it is like kind of how you would play Brave. You would mm-hmm. get to one or less cards by guarding. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it, it is kind of awkward, I think, if... Like, the problem is, like, it says not retired by your opponent's card abilities, but Narukami binds. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, also, a lot of, Brave a lot had of... a bunch of guard effects that, if you had no cards, were, like, free PGs and things like that, so... Yeah. Also, also yeah, this is awesome. the, yep. the straight-up protection effect... So, a, a lot of people's strategies against Excel clans are start bullying rear guards till they run out of resources. In this particular case, yes, that protects your rear guards from getting bullied, but then they just start going for face. Yeah, which, I uh, want to. I want to add one thing to this that might be like a redeeming quality of this card, and is that and it's that, Bull Paladin is a tempo deck, and a tempo deck is kind of like a variation on an aggro deck. So, this deck sometimes you need that one turn where your stuff is alive, and then finish them. That one turn. And this is so that like, one turn. Possibly, like, let's say, like, uh, you bully them really heavy early on, but you can't quite finish them. But you need your rear guards because you have very few cards in hand because you don't really plus much. Yeah. You play this card, and that could buy you enough time to, maybe you had like, uh, it could buy you enough time to get you one more turn of attacking with a full board. So. so yeah. That's like the one big use I see for this. It's just buying you that one turn of a full board. You know, it's another thing is that this, uh, a lot of people saw this and immediately thought of the uh, the kind of, you know, medium minus card from Ultra Rare, that being Pelinor, um, where it seems like a, a lot of people would want to use them together. What did Pelinor do? Okay, Pelinor was... Uh, <laughs> In hand, at the end of the battle, the, your rear guard's attack hit a grade three or va- greater vanguard. Counterblast one, soul blast three. Ride him as stand, and he gets drive minus one. And then also uh, on vanguard circle, at the end of the battle, that a rear guard attacked a vanguard, you can counterblast and bounce that card. So I, the idea is to you can like lean even harder into the rushing, and then uh, go into this first, and then try and get the re-ride on Pelinor. So it's just another attack at the opponent. Yeah, I can see that kind of working. Um, Use this, attack, hit, uh, rewrite onto Pelinor. Next turn, rewrite onto this card. 
use this card's effect to save your board for one turn and then go for the finish next turn. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I think it's risky. Oh, might yeah. not be too consistent, but this needs, like, testing to be done. This is something that I think... The Ezel stuff is just better. But yeah. Uh, yeah. this is budget. That's cool. Um, and may, maybe someone will figure out a way to make this work. But uh, in the meantime, it kind of just seems like a placeholder. Or... I mean, the plus... The second skill, the plus three, is actually pretty relevant. Yeah. Plus three is a really interesting number in this in standard format. Is a really interesting number? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, back in the day, it used to be, like, you wanted things that give plus 5k. Yeah. Or, like, but now it's, like, things that give plus 3k is already pretty good. Yeah, I get, well, for Excel, it, it turns 9k's into 12k's, it turns 8k's into 11k's, which, yeah. and then that's, it, that's a force number. Yeah, and then if you have a column and you give it plus 6k, because this is do that, it'll hit force numbers even yes, more. Yes, it will, and yeah. uh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Probably not Azel deck, but it could. It might work somewhere. Yeah. What about uh, what about Gale? Gale. All right. So Nubatama has only one triple R, and that's because they're related to Murakumo. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> seems, it seems to be a pattern with the Ninja Clans. They're like, you know what? They're all lower rarity. Just fuck. Well, them. It, like, okay. Think of. Well, think about like who plays each of those clans in the anime. Uh, the two people. The person that people care the least about, and the second person people care the least about. Yeah. Dude, Shingo got written out of the show in the original anime for no reason. What did they write him out for? They didn't. They just, like, took him out. Oh, he just, just never mentioned stopped again. existing. <laughs> yeah, until G. He disappeared, like, during Link. I mean, Link Joker. Like, they just... Was it Link Joker, or was it after? I think it was Legion. But anyway. Yeah, it was Legion era. He just kind of stopped mattering. Didn't just stop mattering. Oh yeah, he he, he literally disappears. You don't see him again. That's yeah. weird. Not even a he went to a different school or something. Like, come on, at least give him like a sitcom something. Anyway, what's uh? Anyway, this Stealth Dragon Magatsu Gale, Grade Two Nine K. Uh, two skills. Auto on Vanguard or Rearguard Circle when place cause Counter Blast One and Soul Blast One. Draw a card and this gets plus power plus six K until end of turn. Second still, auto rearguard circle at the end of the battle attacked. Cost put this card into your soul and return one of your rearguards to your hand. <sighs> Fuck, this thing's good. Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, a, little, a little awkward at times from, like, testing, but I haven't tested that much yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, it seems good. Like, on call, kind of plus one, soul plus one, draw a card, get plus 6k. Like I said, like, increments of 3k are really interestingly good, this format. So this, like, with just a normal 8k booster behind it, is easily going to hit 23k, um, which is going to hit force for numbers. On top of that, like, Nubatama's whole thing, at least in the Magatsu builds, is all about bouncing stuff and recalling things, which this card, unlike when you're doing the uh, the offensive turn on Magatsu Storm, this can easily get you, like, a plus two, assuming you have the resources, which... Uh, Later on, we're going to talk. I'll talk about how you're going to get those resources. Um, and yeah, pretty good. And it's really good that uh, the the part where it goes into the soul and bounces the card, it's good. It activates Makatsu Storm. More importantly, it is 
a card that bounces that it does minus you, but it adds a resource, which is your soul, which is really important in the deck. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, even if you have the minus with it, you kind of just make it go zero with the first skill. And it also frees up that front row, which means that so if yeah. you rode Magatsu uh, Storm, that like over a grade three, you do this still, and then you put him in, bounce the other thing. So that means you will at minimum have the one protect gift. So you can be like, call a new front row, show the protect gift for the third one. Yeah. And then uh, if you have two of these, that means that you can reuse the still for the draw in the 6K. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The plausibilities are endless, and no, I'm not getting that wrong. Yeah. This card is pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, but I will add that from my limited playtesting, uh, riding this card feels really, really, really bad. Really? Yes. It feels so bad. Because um, you get the Count of Lost 1, Soul of Lost 1 draw, but that soul is like pretty important for the deck. And you're not re-getting the soul because you can't use skill to put it into the soul. Um, at the very least, you negate your own ride minus, which is nice. Um, so you get something similar to, uh, what's it called, Circle Magus. Yeah. Uh, where you, you just like, alright, I made up for the card in my hand, which can lead to other things. I, yeah. I don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be, but then again, I haven't tested the deck, so could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, especially with the... Uh that one common, it makes this card kind of awkward, riding it, because you lose a soul. Oh, yeah. And, like, okay, so I think, if I remember correctly, there are two, three, four cards that bounce can bounce your own cards in this deck at the moment. So this is one of them. And another one costs a soul and a discard, and the other one uh, costs a, and the other two costs a counterblast. So, like... You want like, as many of this as possible because it's the cheapest bounce still? It's the cheapest bounce, but, like, back to the whole the writing this kind of feels bad sometimes. It's because that the... Uh, of the remaining three cards that bounce, the best one is the one that costs a soul on a discard. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Or at least, in my opinion, the best one is the one that costs a soul on a discard. So, yeah. All, All right. right, I'm done with my one triple R. <laughs> okay, so on to my two then. Uh, Detonic Stinger Dragon, grade three, Excel Gift, 12K, Narukami. On Vanna Rear, one place, you counterblast, choose a rear guard in your opponent's front row, bind it, and this unit gets plus 5K till end of turn. And then also, when you ride on top of him, you call it to a rear guard circle, and one of your vanguards gets plus 10K till end of turn. So, this incentivizes rewriting. Uh, in Excel in a way that will allow you to immediately fill that Excel circle without using a card from hand. Um, I think this is worth it in, at the very least, standard for that alone, just for that second still. Um, the It's also fairly good in premium because you can uh, A, punish the rushing, and B, like I said, fill the Excel circle. I really don't need to sing this thing's praises. I like it a lot. Yeah, I think this is a solid card. We did talk about a little bit before. It has the break ride effect. It can call it call itself, so it helps power up uh, Detonic's drill. So he has more 
power behind him, a little more threatening for both of his swings. On ride, it binds a card, so it helps get rid of the board. It gains 5,000 power for itself, which I think is important. I still think the most important part is you actually plus from this. Yeah. This great. Yeah, I don't have much more to add. This is just, yep. like, pretty solid. This is a good card. All right, what about this? Dragonic Death Scythe. Uh, so, 9k grade 2. Uh, when placed, you Soul Blast 2, choose a rear guard in your opponent's front row, bind it, and this unit gets plus 3k. And then also, on rear guard circle, during the battle that it attacked a vanguard, if there are no rear guards in your opponent's front row of the same column as this unit, this unit gets plus 5k. Um... The Soul Blast 2 thing made me immediately recoil when I first read it, because Soul is not something that's easy to come by in Narukami, or any clan for that matter, unless your name is Dark Regulars or Pill Moon. Um, and, but, at the same time, the second skill is laughably easy to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be used for that reason. Because putting this on the Excel circle against not an Excel deck is a constant 24k beater with zero effort. Like, yeah. literally zero effort. Um, so, yeah. Cool card. First still is good, but kind of expensive to use, and second still is free and awesome and cool. <laughs> I would argue, like, in the context of the current deck, I would argue that the first skill is bad just because of the Soul Blast 2. Yeah. And, like, and... you really do need... Uh, was it Riki that can force everything to the front row, and that costs a soul? So yeah. also a multitude of so- other things. But yeah, so so dumping two souls for that skill is just not worth it. There are other ways to like get rid of front row, and I think forcing things from the back row to the front to get rid of them as well is very important if you're going to be focusing on Detonic's drill. Yeah, so, um, this strikes me as a card that like you play it because. You yeah. have to. There, I don't think there are enough good grade twos, and like, yeah, it is a free beater. Fine with me. Um, oh my god, this this is the card I was I've been looking forward to this whole set. <laughs> Go ahead. That's you. Ah, yeah. Sorry, I'm texting <laughs> me. Uh, Swordsman of pa- Explosive Flames, Palomitas. So yes, three. <laughs> 13k, a force, one place, soul charge one, when a car- and then a- another auto skill. When a card is put into your drop zone from your soul, this unit gets power plus 5,000. So, And if you soul blast multiple cards, you gain 5,000 multiplied by however many cards. The, just the reminder text. Here's the thing. This is meant to be used with Soul Saver Dragon, and it is a fantastic card, and I love this thing. Honestly, like in the context of Soul Saver, I feel like the second skill is a bit of a do nothing effect because it is like, like it is important that his soul charges one, but like in Soul Saver, that plus five thousand is never really going to matter. I think once you start getting to the numbers that Soul Saver makes, adding more power gains on top of that in a format where hand sizes are pretty limited, like you're gonna get diminishing returns. What I am also, gonna... yeah, go ahead. Also, Sorry. where protect exists mm-hmm. and on-demand healing from Angel Feather exists. Why is it that every time I try and bring up a card that I find exciting, you're like, "Yeah, but Angel Feather does this." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> well, it's not just Angel Feather; it's just protect. Just like, yeah. like whatever. I, no, but like, <laughs> Utama is like whatever. Storm's not... like, okay, I'm gonna but even like 
Just once you start getting around like forty thousand power, I think any more power gains beyond that is just diminishing returns. Okay, what I am going to say about that is that that second still is free, and that also includes anything that uh, soul blasts ever. So if you call blaster blade and you kill something, that's a th- free five k to your palamedus. Yeah, but the, in the Soul Saver deck, you're probably not going to be Soul Blasting a whole lot outside of the Soul Saver turn. Fair enough, but it, it's flexibility, and it also means that if you ride this thing first, which statistically it's going to happen because ride consistency is a very rare bird these days, um, you can at least put some pressure on the opponent without much efforts. Uh, Plus it's a double R, so it's not like I'm. It, this is like... I have a, a problem with the uh, put pressure on your opponent without much effort. effort. How <laughs> many cards would you run your deck that actually sold less? Um, what do you got? Like Blaster Blade. Okay, that's, uh, that's four, four grade twos. Four grade okay. twos. Um, are there any other like cards in the set that sold? Fuck me, you no. He wins. Uh, All also, right, he wins. He poked also, also, good job. Also. Isn't Soul Blasting moving away from your munition and Soul Saver? Yes. Yes. So, I, I I don't think that writing this is that great because of that. Yeah. Overall. Yeah, like, this, the second still not, really but... is, like, do nothing. It's really, you would play this because it Soul Charges. More or less, which... Um... I think it's, like, I think the second skill is, like, okay on Rearguard, mm-hmm. but it's, like, not very good on Vanguard. Of course. Wait. Um, I feel like this isn't good in the context of Soul Saver because, like, the only time that plus five will go off is when you get diminishing return from the power gain. And I think in an Alfred based deck, I don't think you have space for this. Of course not. The, but, like, if you lean toward the Soul Saver thing, this is kind of your only other option. So. Yeah. I mean, I you think... could just keep playing King of Knights and have a consistent first ride. Yeah, I guess so. Or maybe it's this... like a tech. Not bad. I think this card is still like okay in Soul Saver. I think like if you plan out how much you're gonna soul charge, then you can like afford to spare a soul charge to a soul blast to use another skill. Yeah. If you're careful. Um, I feel like this card would need other dedicated soul blasting cards around it yeah. to be effective. Like, like maybe I think this... just what Royal Paladin currently have doesn't support this very well. Too much soul, not enough counter charge. That's the... Also, why is there a Genesis card in <laughs> Royal Paladin? <laughs> Man, Genesis would really like this. Oh, yeah. Um, all I know is that I, I love that we to mispronounce his name from Palamides to Palamides because it reminds me of Wilford Brimley, and I still need to meme that. I will get to it eventually. Um... But fine, it's a it's an okay double R. That wow from the from the course of the beginning of when we said the card to the end, my opinion of it just drops <laughs> like steadily. That's what we're here for! Hooray! What about this next one? That should have been Dream a counter charger in my opinion, but it wasn't. Yeah. Dream painter. When this when it's placed due to the ability of a card, you can put a grade two or less from drop zone to the bottom of a deck or into your soul, because. You really needed more soul charging, and then if you put it on the deck, it gets plus five thousand until end of turn. Why is there another Genesis card here? Uh, put a crit back on bottom of deck. Cool. All right. Yeah. Pretty much what you use it for. I don't know. 
I don't even know if you would... What is even in Royal Paladin's grade 1 lineup? Uh, Pondal, Allen, and Marin, and both things just kind of do nothing. Like, they both just do each other's jobs. So they were looking for stuff to upend either Allen or Marin. Probably. Um, which will likely be filled by Kay and Bedivere. But yeah. this is still something that... I don't know. I yeah. just... It's just, like, probably for Exculpate. Yeah, much. probably. It's not the worst thing. I guess this also can put Blaster Blades back. Yeah, but you can get them from hand with Monarch Alfred. Or yeah, if you re-ride Monarch Alfred and you're going to have four copies. I guess so. This gives you extra ways to recycle Blaster Blade. Oh, so you can yeah. call it out with the original KOK? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, wait, um, I don't know curiosity, because I, I don't play much attention to World Paladin, but do you have anything to call just any grade 2 or from your deck or no? Nah. Yes, you have Conjurer of Mithril. All right, I forgot about that thing. Okay. Well, we can do that, I guess, if that's worth playing. Yeah. That's another Soul Blast. Yeah. Yeah, but this wouldn't go in Soul Saber. Well, actually, this could work in Soul Saber, actually. Well, it could work in both. Soul Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this card is just. We don't know enough about Royal Paladins to care, and this is one of those cards that just kind of exists. It's medium to medium plus. Cool. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it's just really free. It is really free, which is fine with me. I'm not complaining. Let's keep going. All right. Wisteria Witch Zozo. So this is the card we were talking about earlier with Coco. So when it attacks, you can reveal any number of protect gifts from your hand. And for each card revealed, your front row gets 5,000 power. And then if it hits a Vanguard, Vanguard or Rear, then you can power blast one draw card. This That's card it. It certainly exists. It's pretty solid for what it is. Um, it does suck that th- that first still is Vanguard only, so you have to ride Coco, do the you know gift exchange. I don't really know what else to call it, uh, and then ride this after, and then then hope you have enough gifts left to really like bully yeah. the opponent. When just again, the main no. problem of the deck. Getting neutered by Murakumo is not fixed here. <laughs> no, what what they really want is to ride Coco to get the draw off riding a grade two, uh, then ride Coco again, so that they can actually get a bunch of gifts in hand and then ride this card. Yeah, sure, but Somehow. also like you can you can do the all right. You you want to ride uh, Amaterasu. Do the thing. Ride Imperial Daughter. You can then get a grade three into soul, possibly, with the still. Then yeah. call the deer. Like, you can do that in less steps and also, than this. Also, like, Imperial Daughter and Amaterasu both have okay pressure on your opponent, where Coco does not. Coco just helps you not lose. <laughs> so they so, basically yeah. just they dragged out Protect Gifts mm-hmm. stuff. So. Yeah, I get. Like, the strategy with Witches seems to be not lose until you manage to ride Zozo and then hopefully win. Deck them out. <laughs> I really I really think if they made that second skill a rearguard circle, this card would be a lot better. Or that first skill, rearguard and vanguard, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, like, as it stands, this card is just too awkward and too slow. I think. But not enough payoff. Or if you can, I... if you find ways to soul charge threes, cool, fine. Do what you gotta do, but if right. if you made the first skill rearguard or vanguard circle, I think you'd have to make it 
only this unit or this column. Um, or else it'd be disgusting because you can like stack this effect. Yeah. Well, it is protective only and not like sentinels or something. That'd be pretty crazy. But yeah. But like if you have like just two in your hand, that's ten. Uh, and yeah, and you and your front row is completely this card. Just keep revealing those two. Keep getting plus two, plus ten to all your front row. Well, it, it, if it's the when, when it attacks, so you would go the first yeah. one, reveal two, ten k to the front, and then when and the second it. one, it, and then when the second one attacks, it would be a total for itself of twenty uh, k. Oh yeah, yeah. When, my bad. I thought it said any any rear guard. No, my no. bad. Oh man, imagine imagine the fun if that if that was the case. Um, Hell, if it's that second still worth, if any rearguard attacks, you can do the reveal still on Vanguard Circle. Fine, keep it Vanguard Circle. That would work pretty. That would actually work pretty well. Where your goal is just run this in Amaterasu and then just keep rewriting for more gifts, and then just that's it. Yeah. Oh no. Anyways, moving on. We have Rhombus Magus. So when it attacks, if you have a Vanguard with Magus in its name, it gets five k. And if your Vanguard's grade three, your opponent can't intercept. This is just a straight-up upgrade of the old Rhombus Magus. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no guessing, just... Well, they took away the whole guessing mechanic from Magus, which... Yeah. I like I'm a little sad mechanic. about, because that was a fun mechanic, but at the same time, it was a really dumb mechanic, too, so... It also means that you have to run this in Magus. You can't just, like... Yeah. Like, you have to run this in Magus, which... Uh, Pentagonal wanted anyway, so... Cool. This, like Death Sight, this card is a free beater. Yay. Use it. <laughs> Alright. Have at it. Alright. Alright. So these two for uh, for Gold Paladin are going to be a pair because they work off each other, or yeah. one of them works off the other. So the first is Flame, Wind, Lion, Azel, uh, Wonder Azel. And it's a great two, uh, great two 9k. And what it does is act on Vanguard Circle, cost Soul Blast 1, and retire a Crimson Lion Beast Howl on Rearguard Circle. Search your deck for up to one Incandescent Lion Blonde Azel, ride it as stand, and it gets Drive minus 1 until end of turn, shuffle your deck. And its second effect is Auto Rearguard Circle. When placed, you may call a card from your hand to Rearguard Circle. So and now, the... Well, Previous yep. problem of Raven Hair Dazzle, where if you have to write it first, you're screwed, is yeah. fixed. Yeah, or it's it's made less bad. Yeah, because it's going to happen less often. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the ones from Ultra Rare, where it's like if you have these two pair of cards, you can superior ride onto Azel. Except this one can straight up take it from your deck, which is like pretty nice. Um. Downside is you, if you have the Azel in your hand, you can't do it. But yeah, it still have the drive minus one, or else if it didn't have that, I think the deck that'd be kind of disgusting, especially with Raven here also existing. And the auto skill, the uh, one place you can make call a card from your hand to rear card circle, that's just like pretty nice for extra multi attacking. Yeah. And then, yeah. I was going to say for, for premium, that means that like the old thing of. You know, you can rewrite Ezel from deck just for free and it gets 5k. They're both comparable in usefulness in that this one can do it earlier, 
whereas the old one is free, so you actually have to, like, think about it in premium. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. What was the next one? The next one that followed it, uh, it's what you need to retire in order to get that effect off, mm-hmm. is uh, Crimson Lion Beast Howl. Uh, as one effect, uh, it's Oh, it's grade one. Uh, 8K has a skill on Rearguard Circle. At the end of the battle that it boosted, if you have a Vanguard with Azel and its card name, carry plus one and put this into your soul, draw a card, and call a card from your hand to Rearguard Circle. Which is great, because uh, you're getting soul, you're getting more cards, or you're cycling through your deck, and you get extra attacks during your battle phase, which is extra disgusting with, uh, with like, even just Blonde Azel, if you don't have Raven Haired, because Blonde Azel also calls something even more attacks. And then Raven Haired is just disgusting. Yep. Awesome. But also, like, because you, what is it, uh, Wonder Azel has to retire, uh, what's it called? The Howl before yeah. you get to use him, which yeah. means you have a choice to make there. Obviously, I think it's a very clear choice. It is a very clear choice, but it is still something like still something you have to like sacrifice to do things because it's mm-hmm. uh, a card that gives you soul and you know a card in hand versus you know all that good stuff. Uh, I know that you've been waiting for this for most of the episode, so why don't we just get into the origin rare for Nubatama? That's also a, a double R for whatever reason. Wait, what? That's the double. That's the origin rare. Oh yeah. Yes. This is your origin oh. rare. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Granted, the old art looks really nice. Yeah, it does. Okay. Shura Stealth Dragon Kujikiri Congo. Uh, grade 3 Protect 12k. Um, has two skills. First one is Act on Vanguard Circle once per turn. If your opponent's hand has four or more cards, cost counter plus one. Your opponent chooses a card from his or her hand and discards it. Second skill, Auto Vanguard Circle. When your opponent's rearguard is returned to the hand due to your card's ability, your opponent cannot call cards with the same grade as the return card till end of turn. Oh, so the, God. So, one thing I really need to figure out for this is how plant tokens interact with all these return-to-hand things. Oh, yeah. Because that actually pretty important. Why? Because if you would try to bounce the uh, plant token, does it count, register as being returned? or? Yeah, does it register as being returned or returned to hand? Uh, or does it just count as it just goes away into the yeah. ether? I'm sure it disappears. That part is yeah. fairly easy to figure out. The problem is that the does it register as being returned or does it just yeah. you know disappear in the midair? And, yeah. and I know they, yeah, I know they disappear when they leave, but like because if this thing I think like Nubatama actually has a lot of cards that deal with Neonectar, assuming that plant tokens count as being returned. Yeah. Because uh, they have a lot of cards that could just blow out Neonectar if that counts. But anyway, this card is... Um, when I first saw this card, I thought this card was like pretty sweet. But after thinking about it a bit more and playing with it, um, although I've only been playing in a hybrid build right now, I'm still working out the ratios. This card is like pretty good going first, and after that, you kind of really like it. Kind of start losing steam after you go first if you're playing like a hybrid build. 
Because uh, you, you go want, first. You want to rip the card out of the opponent's hand and then go into Magachu after, or it's kind of like if you go first and you get onto grade three first, uh, ripping a card out of your opponent's hand before they get onto grade three is pretty good because mm-hmm. this is before they start getting double drive checks and before they start plussing off their own board and stuff like that. So losing that card matters a bit more because they haven't set up their board yet in general. And they haven't, like, rode to grade 3, haven't started getting extra advantage, so they have more choices on cards to discard. But going second, this deck is, like, going second, the discard matters less when they're already on grade 3 before you. And it it, it doesn't do much outside of that when you're riding the second. Mm-hmm. If, if you because it doesn't really help you live through your opponent's turn. And this is the kind of card that uh, tends to get more value as the game goes on. So yeah, I mean, whoever goes grade three first is going to be able to do the more powerful play first. So if you're riding this second, you're probably already like behind in damage, and this card doesn't really help you get back the damage. Or it doesn't help you survive your opponent's next turn outside of the Protect Gift, like Magatsu Storm does. I guess it also depends on when you time it. Like, the the closer to four that this is, the be- the more utility it has, because then the opponent is left with a harder choice to make. Yeah, that's because, why I'm like, it's, yeah. better, it's better going first. Makes sense. In general. And it's like, it's, it's, it feels really bad in a hybrid build to ride Magatsu, and I switch onto this because you don't have a grade three in soul from a Gatsu. Yeah. I mean, I haven't tried a dedicated build to this, which might work. But I just feel like the um just the cost. I mean just the uh discard thing is kinda like it's not very good tempo wise. You're kinda behind because you don't really do anything really offensive. The second skill kind of helps with the offense, but it requires your opponent to have a board and a hand set up in a certain way for it's you to get a lot out of the second skill. Mm-hmm. But it's more of like how impactful it will actually be. Because all of these like cards that return to the hand and makes your opponent discard, it's kind of like a pseudo-retire, essentially. But your opponent gets to choose what to retire, and it can be from the hand. Uh, like, uh, what's it called? Uh... Congo helps with this because it makes so that it's 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 slightly different from retire because they also can't guard with those cards during this turn. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, this matters when number one, your opponent is at high damage, and number two, uh, assuming your opponent has a board with like a zero or a one, if they kind of have like twos or threes, which isn't like too uncommon. For people to just call like a grade two that has a power boosting effect and attack, uh, then it just loses a lot of value. And if you know you're playing against this build, you can kind of like build your board against it in a way, like just never calling a one because I'm never calling a zero because if you have to call a zero, you're kind of like killing yourself. Yeah. Although if the aforementioned plant token thing is a thing, then. Uh... Oh yeah. Then you got. Then you basically have a silver bullet right there. But... This will be. This would be nuts against Neo. Like Congo deck in general will be nuts against Neo Nectar if 
if the zeros count when being returned to hand. Cool. Yeah. Next card. Uh, Stealth Dragon Magatsu Breath. Uh, grade 1 8k. Two skills. First one auto on Rearguard Circle. When placed, if you have a Vanguard with Magatsu in its card name, this unit gets plus 3k power until end of turn. Second still, auto, rearguard circle. At the end of the battle that it attacked or boosted, cost, soul blast one, discard a card from your hand, and return all of your rearguards in the same column as this unit to your hand. So, this is the, the first of many cards that require a specific vanguard to work. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is probably one of the better, overall better bounce effects that's, uh, that Nubatama have access to right now, with probably the best being uh, Gods of Gale. This is probably like a very close second. Plus 3k power, like it matters, because 3k is an interestingly good number now. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Soul Blast 1 is kind of why I say riding onto uh, Mugatsu Gale feels kind of bad sometimes because sometimes you want the soul to do stuff mm-hmm. like for for example i'll give you an example that i can't got into while playing so i wrote let's say i wrote onto magatsu gale right i brought onto magatsu gale i have so i have two soul going into grade three turn um then let's say after that grade three turn i rewrite again i rewrite on or i rewrite onto another grade three and want to do uh magatsu storms soul blast to grade three and then recall things and I want to combo that with my Magatsu Gale. But the problem with that is that like Magatsu Gale has to Soul Blast each time it draws a card. So if you want to do that, you're going to have to Soul Blast two more cards before putting it in, which makes it really awkward sometimes, especially if you need to use Breath in order to bounce things too. Then you're just not going to have enough Soul. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, one good thing about Breath is that he gets two for his cost as opposed to... Yeah, I think Breath is a good card. Yeah. Uh, I just think that this card is a bit much. I, I agree, because <laughs> I'm I'm paying a discard to get cards back to my hand. This is, you know... You know what, like, with what they have coming up later on, if this was a Soul Blast one, Counter Blast one, it'd actually probably be better oh, than this card. Oh, instead of the discard? Wow. Because of a because of a card we have coming up, which oh, yeah. is really good. So, uh, I think it's ne- I think this is like kind of needed if you want a Magatsu build. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's solid. Yeah, so, just, I just wish it did discard. Fair. Um, the the next card is uh, the draw PG for uh, Nubatama. So what happens with this is like all draw PGs have the same freaking skill. So Stealth Beast was it Minja. Majinga Kure? Did I get that right? I don't know. Okay, so that and Wyvern Dark Gold for Narutami. Cool. (laughs) Moving on with our lives because uh, there is not really much else to them. So, the the failure of a... This is like the the failure sibling of this set, I think. Uh, This is Dragonic Kaiser Vermilion. 12k, Excel Gift. Grade 3. Uh, on Vanguard Circle, once per turn, you can counterblast two. That already feels bad. Uh, and this unit gets plus 5k and a crit until end of turn. 
if there are two or more rear guards in your opponent's front row, instead of the crit, when it attacks, it battles the entire front row in one attack. Um, so, this being a double art kind of takes the sting out of it, because what you want to do is get the 5k in the crit. But, like... Uh, what? I would argue against that. Counter Blast 2 for 5k... We've already talked about that before, <laughs> but Counter Blast 2 for 5k in a crit is not worth it. Counter Blasting 2 for battling the whole front row in yeah, a like, deck that has a lot of, like, easy-ish retires of the front yeah. row. Like you, want, like, you do not want to ever use the skill for the crit. You want to battle the front row at all times. And even then, against not Excel clans, you're basically just going net even on retires. So... Yeah, I I just uh this card's bad. Yeah, unfortunately. It, it basically only has half a skill in the first place because the crit does not matter. And like people when we were in pre-proofs discord and we first saw the card, people tried to argue like just don't use the skill if you don't want like then why am I playing this card at all? Yeah, hell, like, even great composure dragon which has a very passive skill that you would want to use that over this. Yeah, like why, why not just give it like plus 15 like everything else yes agreed yeah if it was plus 15 then i think counter blast 2 would be fine because like everything else that gains plus 15 has and a crit has some sort of alternate cost to the extra counter blast like having three in soul or retiring three rear guards or whatever so like you're cha- exchanging like three rear guards or a turn worth of time because you have to ride grade three again for an extra counter blast which i think is fair enough, but like, with only 5k, this card is just bad. This is, the, honestly, it feels like a card of a bygone era, where like yeah. they're, they're really trying to do, play up the nostalgia factor, and like just oh my god, it, it, it you, you fall flat on your face. It's um like the the next card, this double R, puts this card to shame. Rising Phoenix, 8k, grade one. Uh, in the drop zone, when your opponent's rear guard is bound during your turn, you may call this card a rear guard circle. If you do, this gets plus three K till end of turn. I cannot say how fucking great this card is. Um, first off, this incentivizes guarding with it, and then you can just get it back for free. No discard, no counter blast, no soul blast, just free. Yeah. Find something. Get it back. Hell, this makes a great multi-attacking thing if you have it on a front row, you attack with it, like, or on your Excel circle, probably. And then you attack with Detonics, do the skill, bind something, pull the other Rising Phoenix you have in your drop zone over the first one, which then puts the first one into the drop zone, attack with the Rising Phoenix again, attack with something else that can bind mid-battle phase, and repeat ad nauseum until they're dead. I love this thing. Okay, I would like to point something out about the combo you are just talking about. What? So assuming that you're going to use the tonics to bind something and then bind something else, it sounds like your opponent has a pretty full board and you're going to have to minus quite a bit for the tonics. Probably. <laughs> but like I the the fact that this is a free card in an Excel clan. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, yeah this is really good. I've actually I've actually played against this and I was like actually pretty shocked by it. Uh cuz it was like my I got my opponent down to very few cards. And then he was like, okay, I'm going to bind this. And then he calls three Rising Phoenixes. I'm like, well, now. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> God damn. I love this that. This card is so free. This is... You're, 
just it's like an added bonus on what you're already doing. Exactly, and also it, it's a the name Rising Phoenix actually makes sense to what it's doing. You know, aesthetics finally or something. I don't know. A Lolan Kagero is like literally this card alone makes made me want to play the deck because uh, I have a soft spot for Grand Blue and. This is a Grand Blue card in Arakami, so cool. Doesn't have a Grand Blue card at this point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, hey, but the but the fact that everyone has a Grand Blue card makes Narakami even better. Yeah. Wait, because <laughs> there's this and Angel Feather. What else is there? Pretty sure there's more. I don't uh, remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But anyway, so that was the end of the double R's, the last one being Wyvern Dark Gold, like we mentioned before. So this is the part of the of the episode where we bring up any commons or rares that uh, we feel are important or are interesting or in or just a meme in some cases. I have none of that for this episode, but uh, would one of you like to go first? Eh, I can talk about all the remaining Magus cards. Sure. Because Fire them also. Off. Just to say this off the bat, there are no Royal Paladin cards that are interesting. I looked at most of them. <laughs> they all suck. Oh, man. Oh, I would man. say them's fighting words, but who cares? It's fine. Uh, I don't know anybody who cares strongly enough about Royal Paladin to fight me anyways. There's my friend Jesse, but he's not hes not a very violent person. He's just kind of... He's pretty chill. <laughs> so. Alright, so we have Stellar Magus. So, continuous... During the battle, it is boosted, gets power plus 2,000, and then if it hits a vanguard, you put a card from hand on top of your deck. This card is fine. I like this card because it does let OTT be a little more aggressive early. Like, at grade 2, you're I am more willing to swing with my rear guard first before my vanguard, so... Well, because it, turn- little- it makes a 19 column, right? Or... With a, yeah. a, any normal booster, but so... More, impor- more importantly, you have the on-hit pressure where you could put a card on top of your deck. So, in a deck with really bad early aggression, any kind of early pressure helps the deck. So, this is something that can help you like put on that aggression earlier. Here. Because now your opponent has to think twice if, you, if they want to let it hit, or, or you know if they want to waste cards earlier to guard it. And then, if you're not playing against a uh, force deck, then it is a 19 column. They have to guard bigger with against it, or just take an extra uh, trigger early. Makes sense. So yeah, and then next card is absolutely awful, Briolette Magus. So why even Carol bring Blast- it up? <laughs> because. I want to bring it up because it's absolutely awful. Fine. So you counterblast and press two rear guards in the same column as this unit. Unit. Draw a card, and one of your vanguards gets plus 10,000 until the end of the turn. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah. Why does this exist? I don't know. Why does it have to rest two cards? Because uh, Bushiro is trying to say we don't only print good OTT cards. <laughs> Who thought OTT needed a street bouncer? I don't know. Anyway. Then we have Crescent Magus, so when it's put into the trigger zone and your Vanguard is greater or greater, you can soul blast one to counter charge one. See I might I probably wouldn't play this card over what's its face? Oracle Guardian Gemini still, just because you have to drive check it, and then you're paying a soul blast instead of putting something into your soul. And 
with the Magus support, you actually do need your soul now because there's a card in the trial deck called Rectangle Magus, which is on place, counter blast one, soul blast one. Look at top two, put them on top in any order, and draw a card. So I think Rectangle is going to be staple in both builds of OTT, but especially the Magus build. I think she's probably one of the better grade twos that we have for Magus, so yeah. Like, most of bringing up. Because it has the Magus name, I know people are probably going to ask about it. I would probably just play Gemini over it. Makes sense. And then, Semi-Lunar Magus I'm only bringing up because I'm incredibly salty. Aw, buddy. (laughs) She was my favorite start. Well, she was the only useful starter for Magus, but the old one, like, you would guess your top card when it boosts, and then if you get the card right, you can draw two, you put it into soul and draw two cards. And that was great. She had nice art. She was a good starter. She worked well with the old version of Stellar Magus, which was basically a free guess. And then this card is like Counterblast 1, put it into your soul, look at two cards, put them on top, draw a card. So basically the usual scry skill with Magus, but it's not a Forerunner anymore. And it has terrible art. And I'm so upset. It looks all washed out, almost. So yeah, um, that was me being incredibly salty about Semi Lunar Magus. Who yeah. else has those interesting cards to bring up? James, you oh, I do. Have at it. Oh. Okay, I'm just gonna go over Gold Paladin first because like there's some like yeah cards that look pretty interesting, but they're not all that special. Uh, like Di- Direct Gal, Direct Gal. Uh, it's common, Grade Two, Nine K. Auto when your vanguard is placed. If this unit is in your front row, counterblast one, choose up to two grade two or lower cards from your hand. Call them to rearguard circle. If you call two cards, draw a card. I mean, uh, you can call this and then do Raven Hair and then do the skill. Yeah, that's nice. So it's like pretty good. Uh, Nets card advantage, which Bolt's kind of needed mm-hmm. to play any kind of long game. Knight of Energetic Steel, Blenius, grade one, eight K when. Your grade three or greater vanguard is placed. Cost put this card into your soul, draw a card, and call a card from your hand. Uh, nice cycle gives you soul and calls a, calls a card. It could happen during battle if you're doing Pelennor shenanigans. Yeah, just wanted to bring up like some things that just gave gold powder and resources back and stuff like that. But now on to Nubatama. And Nubatama have a lot of interesting rares and commons. First one I want to bring up is uh, one I think is going to be very key for the deck. And that's a grade 1 AK, Stealth Rogue of the Night, Sakura Fubuki. And its skill is auto, rearguard circle. When placed, if you have three or more units, cost, discard a card. This unit gets plus 3k until end of turn. And if you have one or less face-up cards in your damage zone, draw a card and countercharge one. Dang, this card is, is good. I think like some other clans have things where it's like, oh, you have no face-up damage, you can counter-charge. You have but, some that are like one or less, like uh, Spiteful Hopper, yeah. things like that. But Yeah. But this card is like just really good. You discard a card first, which is kind of bad. But at the same time, you do get the plus 3k, and you do cycle a card, essentially. But yeah. you have to discard first, which is kind of worse than, say, Gear Chronicle. Uh, and having the one or less face-up card condition is generally not that hard. Uh, more so for Congo, because Congo uses up the counterblast really fast. Sometimes it might be a little bit awkward in Magatsu when, uh, like, you have, like, four or five damage, but you just don't have enough uh, skills to use it all up. 
to use this card. But yeah, this card, combine it with like Magatsu, uh, all the Magatsu stuff bouncing cards back to your hand. This is like a reusable counter charge you can use every turn. That is you can use it twice in a turn. And also cycling to get the cards you need. Uh, yeah. The three or more units is kind of a kind of a rough restriction. Sometimes you don't want to discard a card, but this just enables all your play. This card just gives you fuel to do everything. Nice. And yeah, so yeah, so it's like you do some funny things too, especially like with shenanigans with uh, how the order works, especially with this other card, Stealth Rogue of a Thousand Blades, Oboro Zakura. This is a grade two nine K. And when placed, if you have three or more units, cost counterboss one, this unit gets plus 6k until end of turn. And if you have one or less base up cards in your damage zone, soul charge one. Nice. Oh, yeah. man. That is nice. Yeah. So, like, three or more units, like, interesting restriction. Vanguard counts as a unit, so you only really need two. Well, uh, and he counts as a unit, so you just need yeah. one other. That's Yeah. Yeah. But, like, plus 6k is pretty much the same as... Uh, Gale, except we don't need a Soul Blast one, but you also don't draw. But uh, why this is like pretty good, especially for say Magatsu, is Magatsu actually does not counter blast that much. Uh, so you can just do this counter blast one for the six K, and you'll be like okay with it. And it's actually like pretty easy to get the Soul Charge. And if you Soul Charge or Grade Three, that's great. The problem is like RNG of the Soul Charge, but yeah. yeah. So you can do some like very silly things or like some pretty fun things with this card, Gale, and this card, Gale, Breath, and uh, uh, the Countercharger. Uh, so, like, you can, like, play... If you're, like, low Counterblast, you can, like, play Gale. Uh, use Gale to get the Counterblast 1, Soul Blast 1, draw. Uh, play this card. Use this card, Counterblast 1, Soul Charge. Play your Countercharger to uh, discard a card, draw a card, Countercharge. Then you play maybe Breath or something. Then you go into your... Uh, so let's say you're like all you have no face of counterblast now. You go into your storm turn. You use storm. Uh, you attack with this card, 15k maybe with a booster. You're attacking with that. Then you uh, then you attack with your. Oh, so you attack with this first, boosted by like Magatsu breath. Use Magatsu breath to bounce this column back into your hand. Then you attack with uh, your. You attack with your counter charger, bo- boosting your uh, Mugatsu Gale. Then, or sorry, you attack with the Gale column first, then the Breath column, and then you put them back in your hand. Then you recall them, and then with that, uh, you throw your so that you have no face of counter blast, but you get to choose the order of when you want to use the skills. So like you can counter charge with your counter charger first, then you can counter blast or, or soul blast. For the costs. So yeah. Might have like fucked up the aura a little bit. Because Nubatama is like a very combo heavy deck. Trying to imagine this all in my head. I I started zoning out and I'm on this podcast. Do you understand? (laughs) The like I can't. I know the whole thing of the game. Picture it. I fucking can't. Just. Fine. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is like. (laughs) Nubatama is a very combo heavy deck. Yeah. And all of these interesting cards that have on call effects. That gain resources and lose resources at the same time makes so you can do some really fun plays with them. Yeah, it, it's uh, uh, very cool, for sure. Yeah, and I also want to bring up like the main, I guess, probably the main payoff card of Congo. 
which is Shura Stealth Dragon Kabuki Congo. Braid to 9k. Uh, when placed on Rearguard Circle, if your Vanguard is Shura Stealth Dragon Kuchikiri Congo, this unit gets plus 3k until end of turn. Then, cost Counter Blast 2. Return all of your opponent's rearguards in the same column as this unit to the hand. Your opponent chooses the same number of cards from his or her hand as the number of return cards and discards them. That's so, pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Okay. Question is, uh, do plant tokens count? Well, I guess we'll have to find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it easily hits the a back row, it doesn't let your opponents choose. Uh opponent can't guard with them and they lose two. But yeah. It's just like probably probably like the biggest P off card with Congo. Which I still think it makes like it's, it's still a bit iffy for me how good this actually is, especially for a counterblast two. The uh, other ones are just kinda like just the grade one for Congo that's just like a bit worse than this. The great one's nice. It also cycles on call. Oh, but, is. yeah. Cool. It more or less does the same. So, last one, return a card. Or uh, your opponent chooses and returns a card and, re- and then discards a card. Not bad. Um, Alright, so the ones I have, I, I wanted to bring this up, uh, even though this isn't one of the clan, you know, this is for Gold Paladin. So, Knight of Great Strength, uh, Belanis, is uh, on rear. If four or more rear guards were called during this turn, Gets power plus 20k. So basically, they just took Riptide Dragon and they're like, if Aqua Force is all about number of attacks, what does Gold Paladin do? Got it. And then they made this thing. Um, so I can see, like, maybe some decks, like, you tech it in at one. It's a nice 32k for free, basically. Um, then again, you also have stuff like Sagramore, and then now that you have both Ezels, it's probably nothing. But I just like that they. Basically, just did the same thing <laughs> with with Force that they did with Gold Paladin. All right, on to the Narukami stuff. There's uh, Dusty Plasma Dragon, so uh, grade 2, 9k. Once per turn, when your opponent's rear guard is bound, uh, during your turn, you may give two of your rear guards in the same column as this unit, plus 5k until end of turn. So this is a very rare bird in an Excel clan, um, which I find to be quite good, uh, and you're probably just going to run it in standard because fuck it, but uh, yeah, pretty dope. Uh, then you can hit for, you know hit force numbers for free, and uh, yeah. So that's that. Lightning of Hope Helena, grade 1, 8k on rear. When your opponent's rear guard is bound during your turn, if you have no face-up cards in your damage zone, so there you go, James, like you were <laughs> saying, uh, Soul Blast 1 and Counter Charge 1. So this is the only Counter Charger we have which means we kind of got to use it, but... Yeah, uh, you're also forced to burn through all your resources to use it. If someone recommends that you use Vermilion so as to do that, I'm going to hit, I'm going to hit that person. Someone's going to, re- I guarantee you, they're like... They already do that in Proof Discord? I believe they did. <laughs> so I have to hit that person, whoever they are. Um, But yeah, it, it, honestly, it's fine, I'm... Like you're not gonna use it as a four of. It's not amazing, but it's literally all we have. So fuck it. It's being used. And then lastly, this one is fairly important. 
Dragon Dancer Regina, uh, 8k grade 1. If your opponent has one or less rearguard in their front row, you put it into your soul, and three of your rearguards get plus 5k till end of turn. The key word is that first part. Putting something into soul, uh, especially when you have something like Death Scythe running around where, like, you kind of, like, soul, like we said in a previous episode, is a very limited resource, and this is definitely something that you're going to use probably as a three or four of. And uh, I find it odd that it's so important to run this just to have the soul needed to get by, but um, it's it's a good card. It lets you, uh, like, if you call the phoenix back, you, you can then use this to make it hit 16k on its own, and then you can give 5k to two other things. Whatever. It's fine. So that was pretty much the whole set. Um, who won? Just on the surface, with variables that we understand, I would say Narukami. I think Nubatama, we need to test more to see what the ideal build is and how to make it work effectively. I think OTT has too much going against it just in the meta right now to be effective. I think the cards that we got were interesting, and it helps. Magus especially has a bit of early aggression, which is nice. And... I haven't started experimenting with the more generic build yet, so if I ever decide to do deck profiles again, I'll get back to you guys. Please do. Um, we miss you. <laughs> um, I think within the set by itself, I think, yes, Narutami won, but I do think Nubatama is a dark horse that we need to look out for because there is a lot going on there, like you said, James, because it's, uh, yeah. it's a combo deck. Combo-y. Combo-y. Combo-y deck. Um, which clan of the five do you think is the overall strongest because of this set? Oh, me? I me both or of you. both of you? Okay. Yeah. Gold Paladin. Gold Paladin. Yeah, Gold Paladin easily. I think Gold Paladin straight up actually just won the set because Ooh. I think yeah, Raven Hair plus more consistency in writing onto uh, Blonde Azel early plus ways to soul charge plus ways to gain some card advantage. It's just huge for the deck. Makes sense. So it, like it, it all just the makes the, hi, the high roll easier to do, right? It makes yeah. it easier to do. And I guess like some of the resource gaining makes it the deck slightly more sustainable. But like it makes it not only the rush easier to do, but even more devastating. I mean, I'm like generally worried for a lot of tech decks with Golden Herod, oh, with Raven Herod Azel coming out. Because they cool. Because like protect decks don't really do much early one on, and they have to just write on the grade three. Then they stabilize and they start gaining advantage. But Raven here doesn't really give them any time to breathe. Makes sense. I still think I don't know. I, I'm I'm still standing firm with uh, Narukami, but I can. Or wait, no, this is strongest overall. Yeah, Golds wins that because uh, the you had the early game figured out. Now you have a like. Yeah. Follow that up more. Yeah, I think golds are a very complete deck now. And then I think this card, this set basically had three cards for Royal Paladins Monarch and K and the Twins. Yeah, Yeah. basically. More or less. That being said, Monarch's like, alright. Monarch is like, okay. I don't think this helps Royal Paladin enough in any way. Like, they are now slightly more consistent than they were before. Yay. You know what's another thing I've noticed with a lot of VRs? It's that there, uh, a lot of VRs are grade threes that work on Vanguard Circle only. 
it might be all of them actually. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Zeracul. Right. So never mind. But the the a lot of them, you have to ride them for them to get their skills off, which uh, I think is a way of centralizing deck building because you go get the four VRs, you put them on the Vanguard Circle, you rewrite them, figure the rest out. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's just a pattern that I'm starting to notice. That's pretty much all I have to say about that. Any last notes, anybody? No, that's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, I'll say, like, it might sound like I'm being kind of harsh on Ubatama. I just like looking at things from all angles, including, like, the weaknesses, so I know, like, what kind of cards they need to get better. He's harsh yeah. on them because he loves them. Pretty much. <laughs> We're harsh on Royal Paladin because nobody cares. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> We're harsh on everything because we care or something. Yeah. I don't know. But I think Nubatama is like a decent clan. I don't think it got like shit on or anything. I think the stuff is decent. Yeah, it's a good start. It was a it was a nice way to mesh the uh, discarding with the like after image stuff. But, but did like, they have to discard themselves? No, they did not have to. Can't win them all though. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much it for this episode of Nexus at Night. Uh, if you would like to find out more about this set, uh, Different Fight comes out with a set review of every single card and you know puts in his two cents. So that usually comes out either when the set comes out in English or you know pretty soon after it comes out in Japan. Varies. Uh, in either case, I uh, recommend watching that for more stuff to sink your teeth into and uh, support your local card shop. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Nexus at Night, or you can also find us at Instagram under that same handle. You can find me at Atlas Novak. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Bad is here in spirit. Yeah. And you can find you me You can find him at asking the them. two G's, two Z's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Sorry. You go first. Oh, it's fine. You can find me by asking them, because I don't really yeah. use social media that much. Yeah. Stop. And since Matt is off at a party, you can find him at Wiggum's two G's, two Z's. Yeah, and uh, he, he, is, he is actually factually here in spirit, as he would say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time, I was Atlas. I was Root Beer. I'm James. And I'm Matt, or however he sounds. And have a good <laughs> night, everybody. 